Right, okay, well, welcome everybody to another episode of the All About Valley podcast. For a change today, we have somebody that's more handsome than me. <laughs> Don't know about that. That's very well, Gordon. You were the one that was brushing your hair before we started, <laughs> that's why. That's, that's supposed to be a secret. <laughs> no, no secrets in this no. game. <laughs> No, all of us are blessed with the hell you've got, Gordon. It's just not fair, you know. I don't know, I'm a wee bit. It's a bit uh, grey, though, isn't it? You can see uh, that there's a few greys going in there. Listen, you're definitely going to have that silver fox look. <laughs> too, no, I've too much of a baby face to go grey yet. Well, I'm that, fighting it. That's something that's so strange about you, man, because <laughs> see, every time that I hear your voice, and you just know, I know the people you work with that cries over school board, so it's like every time I hear you, I just think that guy is like an older, older man. And then you see it on video, and you're like, He's so young, he's like a bedroom button. Everyone <laughs> always says this. I actually got a fun, I got a funny email just yesterday. Um, I, I, I probably, I thought I was never going to admit this, but I'll just do it. You've caught me off guard. So I get an email. It came to reception from a guy who has said he was driving in the car um, with his girlfriend. And his girlfriend had said, oh, who's that? On the radio and talking about me and said she really liked my voice. I don't know why, like she must, something up where somebody must have put her up to it. Um, and she goes, oh, what does he look like? And so the guy went on his phone and Googled Gordon DL instead of me. And obviously, like, we've got similar name anyway. And when you Google him, it says, like, Clyde won Super Scoreboard. And he was like, that's him. And she was like, no way, no way. So I can't believe I'm having him uh, live off that of all people. But <laughs> right, everyone always says, oh, I thought you'd be an old guy. Um, but I'm, telling you, I'm getting there. I'm getting older. That's what you need to live with, you know, in the, in the day and age, God. But, um, do you know, I'll be, I'll be honest, right? I woke up this morning and I was buzzing to, to talk to you. And I, but then I thought... I seen Ange, the news of Ange Foster called even like with the Leafs job, and I just thought, you know what, man, he's going to get a call for Sky Sports today. Mm. But, but, just, listen, I've kept you waiting long enough to do this, <laughs> which I feel terrible about. So I'm glad to be here. I was buzzing to come and speak to you. There you oh, go. Oh, there you go. Well, you're a busy man. What can I say? Mm. You're a busy man. Um, but you know, I watched uh, your, the podcast you done recently with Gedo and, and Stephen and Crystal, and. Uh, I, I wanted to clarify that we won't be talking about airplane cl- crashes. Good. That's good. I'll try and not use the same stories though. I'll to find some. I know ones. people are going to call you on that. <laughs> um, but something I find really interesting with you is your kind of your composure, if you like, because you took over from the, the Clyde Super Scoreboard. Yeah. At twenty-seven was it? That's right. Yeah. And I'm I'm twenty-six, right? So to me, like, just to give an example, right? When I started doing this podcast. Yeah, one of the things that was the most terrifying thing to me was just talking into a microphone mm-hmm. and people actually listening to what I'm saying. It, like, it, it was kind of daunting because of social anxiety and different things like that. So that seems to be kind of a common thing for people in their 20s, they kind of having to deal with the, the idea of public speaking and things like that. Yeah. But you seem to have this sort of natural composure. And I, I was just curious as to where that comes from mm-hmm. and if you have if you have any sort of I don't know techniques or ways of no. calming yourself down. Like, I wish I could. You know? I wish I had a, like a good answer for that. But honestly, <laughs> it's just like it's almost like it just it it just happens. Like because weirdly, and people maybe don't believe this. I'm I'm probably not quite as confident as you might expect for somebody that that speaks on read. I'm confident doing that, and it's it's funny because public speaking is most people's like biggest fear, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas that's that just feels so comfortable, and then I'll find discomfort and nervousness in all sorts of other weird places but actually it's public speaking's when it all just disappears it's weird I, I can't explain it and it wasn't always like that so i remember when i was at school i used to you know i was quite an english you know decent english and would always get like approached to do um 
you know, like public speaking competitions. And every year I would say, no, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. The thought like made my stomach churn and I was too scared. And I used to say, listen, I'll, I'll write the speech. I'll write the, the talk or whatever. I'll write it. But somebody else would read it. There's no way at public speaking competition. There's no way I'm doing it. And then once I got to about 17, I'm like, I remember being at senior school. Um, and then that just, it just, it was just like a switch one day and I just, there is loads that makes me nervous. There is loads that makes me uneasy and public speaking is just not one of them. It's bizarre. I, I, I can't explain it. Every now and then, don't get me wrong. Like if, if I feel there is a, you know, I, I do sometimes think if it's a high pressure situation, I just, you know, that, that I take one deep breath, mic on, and then it just, it just goes. It's weird. It's really interesting because I feel like confidence is kind of, and everybody is some, it's almost an illusion. Cause it's a case of realizing that everybody has, everybody's nervous about something. Yeah. And then if you can just sort of channel that and be like, right, it's almost as if you're you're going into a different lane. Like, totally. I, I don't need to overthink this. Just yeah. just do it. But something that you're comfortable about. I think that's what it is. Something that, that you're like passionate about and, and comfortable about. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't like, what would be a good example of? Um, so see like my wedding day, for instance, see the, see the thought of everybody looking at me for that day. I hated that. I absolutely hated it. But the most comfortable I felt all day was doing the speech, which is usually the bit that everybody hates the most. Mm -hmm. So it's not that I'm like super confident. It's not that I love all eyes on, but when if, it, if you're passionate about speaking, if you're passionate, obviously mine is passionate about football, passionate about talking about it, then I think that's where the comfort and the confidence comes from, yeah. I, I like, I mean, I admire the confidence, I will say. And mm -hmm. I think it, it really, it comes through, but one of the things that's really, that kind of, Caught, made me catch my, uh, I, you got my attention. My sorry was the fact that I was every time I go on Twitter for like the past couple of years, I obviously like clips the super <laughs> scoreboard, and it's just you dismantling somebody's argument. So <laughs> <laughs> you get you get these phone calls from people, and you're think you're thinking that guy is he's speaking very aggressively and loudly about whatever's going on, something something to do with Celtic or Rangers yeah. or whatever, right? Usually, it's usually one of the the old firm that are talking about this kind of stuff, and some of the some of the points here, you're just listening to it and going, I know that didn't make any sense, but you seem to have an ability to be like just in a couple of sentences dismantle the whole argument. Whereas most people would just be like, "Oh, that was quite intense. I didn't really yeah. know how to handle that." Yeah, I, I think that <laughs> I think that stems from you probably just need to know like whatever the subject is like i don't know if the guy was arguing about some there's loads of things i know nothing about do you know what i mean and he would whoever it is would, would run rings around me doing that um when you're so immersed in in scottish football like i am then you've, you've, you've kind of i'm not saying you know everything about it but you're kind of across whatever the story is you know or you know, you're aware of the background you're aware of the the different circumstances and uh and it's just about politely pointing that out probably because it like, like there's a balance for me people always say that oh you must love it i, I that's why I always want to find a really fine line. I, I don't want to shoot people down and make them feel stupid that much. <laughs> a wee tiny bit maybe, right, for, for certain entertainment value. But, but no, but genuinely, joking aside, because, like, these people have still taken the time to phone in. I still want them to phone again. You know, so I, that's why some people maybe have a style out there, and you know, radio phone-ins from the past, where it can get a bit personal almost, get a bit insulting. Like, I, I could easily become aggressive back or, like, shoot it down, but... I, I just don't believe in that. It's just not really my my character. Well, that's what's really impressive about it, though, because you never get aggressive. You stay you stay composed about it. It's, it's never mm. like a personal point you're making. You're just 
dismantling everything that they're saying, which I think is, like you say, with a lot of different um, radio shows and podcasts and things like that, it's about mm-hmm. that kind of clickbait argument. Yeah. You see that a lot with yeah. different platforms, but it's like, if I'm kind of aggressive and shooting back to this guy, then we can clip yeah. this and post it as a thing. Uh, do you know what? But for some people, maybe that's that's the right way to do it, and I'm doing it the wrong way. You know, so I'm I'm not saying that that's right. It's just uh, it was like the first piece of advice whenever like or the first the first sort of thought I ever had when I started doing the show was this is so cliche, right? Terrible. I wish I had something more exciting, but to just be yourself. Do you know what I mean? Like, see if I was going to try and copy that person's style, that person's style. You just can't keep that up. You can't. You just can't fake that. We do two hundred and sixty shows a year. I'm now in my sixth year, right? My arithmetic's not great. I told you I was more into the words than the numbers. But that's a lot and that's a lot of hours to to keep up some like pretense that I just I just thought it's just not my it's not in my makeup. So um um I but naturally I wish it was even more the other way. There are still times when a call's ended or a show's ended and I'm like, mm, I could have been I could have been even more calm there. I got a little bit more um heated than I would have liked. But then to the outside people might think that it didn't get <laughs> heated at all but um sometimes i'll just write the word calm on the top of my paper and underline it just to remind myself what i mean what does your like sort of daily routine look like because like for me in terms of staying calm and things like that i did like a big workout before this mm-hmm. right and and workouts happen for everybody but i have this thing where going to the gym and, and doing something when it physically challenges yeah. me calms me down for things so you, yeah, massive, you know so I just was curious yeah. if there's anything specific that you do for that. No, no, not not deliberately. What I would say is I totally recognise that, like I used to. So, um, I mean, I always say to people, it's not a real job. Do you know what I mean? You're all a couple hours at night. So I used to have what a life I used to have. I used to I used to go to the gym every day, every single weekday. I could go for lunch. I could play golf. That's what I used to do. And so it was the calmest day ever. So of course I was going to be calm <laughs> by the time I got uh, got in. And then life like life changes, and and it is more challenging because I've got a baby and she is not calm she's not calm at all um with that you know i can it's like it's beneficial for me and my wife without boring you with her life story so i'll look after my, my baby during the day so the gym has fallen by the wayside i don't exercise as much and I, if, if i was to notice any change in my mental state not not nothing major but i would say definitely I, and i probably need it i probably need it back a bit um so i think you're right to, to sort of find something that does that to you because it's, it's important I, I, you know I walk around a lot i like the fact that i can stick around man. i can <laughs> can't believe you've done that to me. come on come on don't do that to me how am i supposed to respond to that seriously <laughs> and uh i'll you know get the baby in the pram that sort of thing send her to sleep that's about as close as i get so not that you're charging about in that gym, bashing into people and doing what you guys well, do. Well, I don't get any steps in, though. That's a Plenty so, miles, though. I've just, seen you. I've seen you in action. Full speed. Full speed ahead. <laughs> what speed is it? It goes at 10k. That's fast. When we're playing publisher football, for anyone that doesn't yeah. know. But if you listen to this podcast and don't know about publisher football by, that, by now, then we're... Yeah, exactly. So the cost, you know, has lost. Check out an excellent feature, <laughs> as seen on Sky Sports News. Well... Speaking of Sky Sports, uh, as Stephen Burden would say, Sky Sports, Gordon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, that had me cracking up. Um, the transition from, so, because I was, you know, when you're doing Super Scoreboard, right, you can always say, like, uh, people, I'm, I'm sure you get that joke a lot, you get a face for it. <laughs> exactly. You, face you know what the worst is? I say it a lot, right? And I hate myself for saying it. So here's what happens. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you, remember I told you how I'm not actually that confident, right? So Super Scoreboard's popular. So quite often, not try to say it's like um, paparazzi, right? But quite often, if you're out, somebody will say, "Oh, you that guy from Super Scoreboard," and it doesn't matter how many times I've heard it, I never 
ever know what to say, right? And I, quite often something happens in my brain and I'm like, ah, that's me, you know, face for radio. And I'm like, why are you making that joke? That's not even a good joke if someone else says it, but I, I just say it and it, like I spit it out and then I regret it until the next time when I say it again. <laughs> Seriously. So bad, isn't it? Uh, do you know, that's such a, I feel like that's such a natural human instinct, but to just insult yourself when somebody says something like that. Cause... It's also a tough question because it's like, yeah, that, that's like yeah. That, that, I don't. There isn't there isn't an answer really. It's like a, it's like a it's like a thirty second interaction where you're wanting to say something that they were yeah, like, yeah. and but I just feel like that's exactly what I do with the wheelchair. Like what I just did a minute ago is like however if somebody ever says to me, I mean clearly I don't get recognised nearly as much as you, right? No, you're but, a Twitter sensation. <laughs> but if somebody says to me like, oh, did you do that podcast or that, and I'm like. Uh, I'll just say something about yeah, I'm I'm hobby was over here, <laughs> and they'll look at me. And, and Don't some people take it. Aye, some people will laugh, and some people will be like, eh, okay." You know. So it's there seems to be like this natural instinct to just be like, "Right, how can I make a quick joke about myself?" Yeah. Because you giving me a compliment like that is is weird for me to take somehow. Yeah, you know, and uh, it's like a West of Scotland male thing, just just not interested in people saying nice things. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. it's almost part of our culture We're, probably we actively insult each other yeah. much more than we yeah. you know yeah i think that's fair and that you know that's that old um that's probably why we've not been at world cup in bloody forever we're <laughs> 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 just lying up, lying up yeah. each other to praise each other but um i think that i threw you off you were about to ask about changing the radio <laughs> to tv and i went on a big nonsense yes, rant that's, that's, you see this is what's great about having a guest like you on mate i saw you were forgetting, <laughs> you were forgetting where we were going and i thought i'd bail you out so we can edit this bit out and just pretend that you're <laughs> no it's because it's, sometimes you do, do a podcast and like you prepare all these questions and, and then somebody would just be like yeah yeah that was it and then you're thinking oh god i don't know where to go from here um but yeah so going from that to to Sky Sports, where your 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 faces are all of a sudden on TV and in a major a big major platform mm -hmm. of Sky Sports, um, how how different did you find mm -hmm. that you know transition? Uh, I think over the piece, it's really not that different at all. So if you were bear in mind, if you're seeing like thirty seconds standing outside a football stadium, updating on a story or whatever, that that thirty seconds is part of a much wider day that actually is just exactly like the job that I've always really done. Do you know what I mean? Like going to a press conference, asking some questions, interviewing people, finding out information, putting that across. Obviously, there's there's an obvious difference of you need to look comfortable as well as sound comfortable. You maybe, you know, you can't be... I don't actually read that much, if anything, on the radio, but I could, obviously, if I wanted, you know, and I can maybe Google something quickly and read it as I'm going. You know, needless to say, you know, you can't do that. You need to, So you need to kind of be conscious of... Of the way you look um but but it doesn't it doesn't feel that different because so many other aspects of the job are um are quite similar granted maybe there's a more so like for instance when i came to see you guys and the, the the power chair football that was the first like feature i had put together so that was different because i'm having to think like okay what's going to look good you know what, what looks good on camera what are we trying to what are we trying to capture here and, and and that sort of thing but um i mean i remember the first time them that had done something high profile i think whatever it would have been um i think when steven gerrard left um and a producer from london said to me like not thought that was really good for your you know kind of first time and um, you were really good at like staying still and i was just like 
had not thought about it, so it's a good job that I was, but I, I don't know, that must be a common thing where people sort of twitch around. I don't know, but it's just like you're really good at standing still. <laughs> I was like, good. Better than me. Of anyway. All the things that I, all the things that I've mastered. I'm not letting you away with another one. <laughs> There's too too many already. <laughs> it's just it opens up too much, you know, I can't help it, I can't help it. Um But, you know, it it goes back to I think that is a natural thing. Like if I was doing sketch sports, I would be also I would be all kind of Mm. twitchy and things like that and you know and that's but i'm honored that our publisher football was your first your first big yeah yeah it would have been just to, to put it together and uh and then go in like you know a couple of days later and watch it all back and sort of piece that together and try and think about what you're trying to um so that that is good and that's why i enjoy it because i'm learning something new it's not to say that i've stopped learning at super scoreboard i don't think you ever stop but you know needless to say if you've done 1500 shows or whatever you know you kind of got most of it and as like second nature whereas i'm just a complete beginner now and like doing stuff on sky so um i've got a clue what i'm doing you know I, what's funny about this is i always imagine you're like doing super scoreboard in your jammies or something like, yeah it's probably like listen <laughs> now that the social media age you know like we put tiktoks and <laughs> instagram whatever youtube so you maybe need to think about it a bit more but i used to so i used to like try that would be the key word. I mean, I still kind of do, but I'd like play football on a Saturday morning and 10 o'clock kickoff, 12 o'clock finish, roughly, you know, depending where I was, I'd maybe like run into the office in my, like my shorts and whatever. And then I'd like dive into the shower. There's a sh like shower in the work, but there were like a couple of times where maybe I got stuck in traffic or the shower was, but whatever it was. And I would like just stand and do it with like muddy knees do you know what I mean? Like shorts on, like football socks rolled down and anything goes sort of thing. But yeah, now that the cameras are in the studio, we need to think just a little bit more. Can't be doing that anymore? Nah. Those days are gone. That, that's happened at the perfect time because I think football was trying to tell me that I should stop playing football anyway. <laughs> and now I need to think more about the way I appear at work, so it's perfect. So how did you actually, I mean, there's a lot of things I want to go into here, but in terms of your passion for football mm -hmm. where did that where did that begin for you i just as a fan like everybody loved people listen i right you would say that i just loved motherwell so much honestly like i was just like i was born like the house i grew up in was like sort of kind of three or four streets down from fur parks so i could always see the the stadium like just about above the houses there's a, a, a park george street park for anyone knows that the motherwell area uh, and you can look it up in case you think i'm lying um I'd just go and play football there all the time. Um, my dad—it's funny because you know a lot of people get it for their. My, my dad's not that big into football, which is so weird. And my stepdad isn't either, really. So it's funny people always assume I'm from this football madhouse. I'm actually not. If anything, my mum probably likes it a bit more than my sisters in it. But um, my grand, my, my papa, my mum's dad liked football. I liked Motherwell, and he was English as well. But he'd came up here, liked Motherwell, and uh, I just loved it. But then it, it just, just like you just get addicted to it, don't you? Because then I was sick. Between six and nine, I, I moved to England for three years. A bit harder to keep in, t in tabs with, with Motherwell. It was a bit before, slightly before the internet age for everyone. You know, there was the internet, I'm not that old, but we, you know, we didn't have it or anything like that. So um, then I became just a bit obsessed with everything. World Cup 98, Man United treble win in 99, like loved that. And then came back up here to the uh, end of 99 and just got obsessed with Motherwell again so much. And then just kind of grew from there, yeah. I mean, do you think Motherwell... Step this in? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not looking likely. I'm usually quite optimistic, but I was in the phone to one of my mates driving here and we were just just moaning about how 
how difficult it is this season and this is where I'm, I'm probably going to struggle this season to separate the professional and the, mm. the personal more than ever. I've, I've had to do it a few times, like when Muller will beat Rangers in the, the playoffs to stay up. So Hugh Keevens and I covered the games. And obviously inside, I was like, wow, like elated. Um, being kind of focused on the job at hand. Now that I do the show, though, it's a bit more laid back. And it's, it's like a kind of open thing. Like we talk about the fact that I like Muller um, and we have a bit of fun. So I feel like it's just going to really hit me if they if they do go down. But we've had a good run in my lifetime. Only Celtic and Aberdeen and Motherwell have not been out the top flight. And we are a tiny club compared to some of them. So maybe I mean, it's our time. That's what I'm telling myself. You can't argue with it. I mean, <laughs> I hope Motherwell still because I think they're a really good club in terms of what they do. Yeah. And how they support people and the campaigns for like mental health and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. have been really great. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, they're hard clubs to dislike. Although... Celtic Rangers fans will tend to find a reason somehow, you know? To dislike everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm a Celtic fan, but I can't deny that that is, you know, we can be a bit toxic about that kind of sometimes. Um, but going, so I think that's, it's probably one of the reasons why you're able to do the job so well is not being a fan of one of the big two, I think. Yeah, it's a really interesting one, that, because even now, after all this time, it still swirls around in my head because, like, you're, you're confronted with it so much, but I'll, like... I'm a Motherwell fan. I think most people know that, but then I, I'll never know because obviously not everyone believes it. That's just the reality of West of Scotland or they think you favour one or the other. Don't, we don't need to get into that. I think everybody knows it. it's a bit nonsensical. But you'll never really know what percentage of people that is. So I'm like, is it actually beneficial? Does everybody just think it's that you, that you secretly favour one or the other anyway? And, and if that's the case, does it benefit you being, being a Motherwell fan? But I do think probably... Um, there's like a silent big majority there that it, it helps with for sure. Yeah, I, th I think so. That's why I always laugh when people say, "I mean, why, why don't I don't punt? Why don't all pundits or referees or whatever like why don't they just come out and if they just told us who they'd support, we we might not like it, but we would just accept it." No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Take it. Go on Twitter for three minutes and understand that people would not accept it. They just wouldn't. So. I kind of get, and that's why I think I'm just lucky. Yeah, just just lucky the fact that I, I, I always like because I wouldn't admit this on the show, right? I can't, but like, see, grown up, me and my mates like proper hated Celtic and Rangers, like hated them both. Or the football use of the word hate, do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah like yeah. they would come in for part, you'd be like hating it. Like you would, we would go there and get abused for like ninety minutes. And you just hated them both. So see, to people like my kind of group of friends, it is a bit split of like Celtic Rangers, but the Motherwell fans like. The, the thought that you would even like bother like about either one is just weird I don't know it's just never the way I was brought no I think that because like, even when I go on Twitter and stuff like that whatever point you make it's always like oh here's a Tim or here's this <laughs> and it's like yeah, I'm pretty sure he's a Motherwell fan you know what I mean no, but that, that, like, it's, the people, it's the fact that I don't know if people assume like they think it's like oh got you <laughs> like well, I've done this <laughs> six years like every day somebody will have that thought like it's not you know that old saying about like the truth hurts. <laughs> so see if somebody was to send me a message saying like, oh, I think that you do this too much on the show or you say this too much or I don't like the way you, you do that. I would maybe be like, oh God, maybe that's true. Like maybe that's true. And maybe, and cause I'm always looking to be better. Like I wonder if I do do that. Maybe I need to be better. But if your core criticism is rooted in your belief that I secretly favor your rivals over your team, that is like the ultimate water off a duck's back now. Cause it's like, it's only the truth that hurts, isn't it? I mean, I think that what you said about the fact that 
Um, it's like a silent majority. You're always going to hear these points from the two extreme sides. Yeah. The most extreme Celtic fans and the most extreme yeah, Rangers yeah. fans are the ones that are saying this stuff. And, and when you realise, regardless of who you support, I think a part of kind of growing up and getting a bit more mature about it all is realising that there's craziness on both sides. Totally, and that's the thing. And it, it probably overall there's a small number it just won't feel like it. And people, honestly, ah, the people are so so complimentary about Super Scoreboard overall. Like, so that's not that's not that's not me. That's all the pundits or whatever. So so complimentary. Like Twitter's Twitter. You know what I mean? You get the odd thing, but everywhere, every day at some point, somebody will just kind of soft play with my wee one on the supermarket or whatever somebody will just say something nice and that that's like that's all the not the even not the ego chasing validation but if you did that that's all you would need I always say that there's this amazing knack of i remember recently i was getting a tough time on twitter about something you know somebody was upset about something i think that would have been uh, um really <laughs> <laughs> no, actually it, wasn't that, it wasn't that funnily enough um he's actually just in the back <laughs> for whatever the whatever the in fashion argument was that week because that's the way it works if the rangers fans are upset about something you're a closet celtic fan i can't believe you're saying that and then vice versa and it honestly changes like like the weather but for whatever it was i was getting a particular amount of heat um and on the same day i try not to give the details away too much on the same day I got a message from a guy saying that he was having to come home from far away because a close family member has got cancer and he just wanted us to know how much the show means to him and how much it, it, it really keeps him going. And then the same day, another message from someone just saying, I can't believe I'm writing this, but my mental health's in the gutter and I'm all over it, but I cannot explain how much a difference um, your show's made just to keep me going and blah, blah, blah. So you think that honestly, those two were worth like, a thousand angry tweets but actually it's never a thousand it's 10 and 10 seems like a lot so that would be my if anybody ever cares about me giving advice i don't think i can give advice to anyone 10 negative social media posts feels like a thousand and it's not it's 10 so even if it was i mean i'm trying to think right so super scoreboard gets about two hundred thousand listeners a week right as the latest figures show even if a hundred people sent me really nasty or derogatory messages about the show. A hundred would feel like the end of the world. That would feel like it was going to crush me, but a hundred out of two hundred thousand, like think of that. It's still absolutely tiny. And like I said, it's never a hundred. It is never a hundred. It's ten, it's twelve. And that just feels so I think that's why like to go off on a major tangent, people need to treat social media like carefully, like, you know, take it with a pinch of salt. The thought of like the impact that could have and like if that if those comments were about someone's appearance or whatever like kids growing up it's scary to think 100 percent, i think because that mindset you have about that is obviously the right way to think about it but a lot of people that a lot of younger people mm -hmm. on social media on instagram and that and they're, they're all kind of seeking that social approval so yeah one bad comment could really send somebody in a big spiral oh totally yeah just um yeah no and I've, i mean i'm sure you've you've seen there's, there's some good programs and stuff about that isn't there what's at the is that one on Netflix? Is it the <laughs> social dilemma? Is it? Yeah, that, uh, I think it's unbelievable. It's a real like eye opener. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, it's all just like most of it's just good fun. It's it's a brilliant world to be a part of. It's not a real job, like I say, and it's amazing. I think there's a benefit to you know you know you were saying how 
nobody nobody cares about Hayden Advice. You talking about that and somebody that's such mm-hmm. a big platform is very useful to people, you know, to hear that and to know because um believe it or not, Gordon, I'm sure you have plenty of admirers out there. I don't know about that. So <laughs> my mum's the only one that listens every night, I think. Yeah, same with me. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> But the fact that, you know, the fact that you're able to talk about that and, and, and then all of a sudden, you know, because it, that's the kind of stuff, it, it doesn't really get talked about when you're in school or something like that. So you don't really learn about it until mm-hmm. you're in it. And all yeah. of a sudden you're, you're dealing with all these things. You're not really sure what it means or where it's going to go. Yeah. So having somebody like yourself talk about that can be a really big big deal. So. I can't, I, I, it's one of those things. Try to pat your back here. I know, I don't. I don't take, take I the compliment. Face, face for radio. <laughs> 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 right, so there's a bunch of things I want, to, I want to go into, but I definitely don't want to miss talking about this too much, right? Okay. So, talking about poetry football, right? Right. Because there's a lot of podcasts out there, but I'm I'm special, obviously. So you know, I'm and I've been called special for a lot of different <laughs> reasons, but <laughs> um, but in terms of poetry football, uh, when you guys came and done that, you know, feature for Sky Sports, it was such a big deal for our game and actually getting that sort of publicity mm-hmm. and I first of all I'm curious as to what your thoughts were on, on the game when you were when mm-hmm. you were there see because we we were training for a major tournament right, yeah. to qualify for the Euros so our training was training was full flow it was all pretty intense and you got to see that for Sand. Great. it was so fast I, I, I like I just remember th- fearing for Steve the cameraman I just thought his like shins were gonna get halved in two because he was in the middle trying to get some good like close-up shots and it was, I could just stand back and you guys were flying around. And I thought it was fast. And I just, I remember, I spoke to some, I spoke to you, obviously. I spoke to some of your teammates. I spoke to some parents at the side. And just one of those things you sort of, you know, you see what effort and commitment you guys put into it and, and what it means to, what it meant to you guys. So that was probably what I took away from it the most. I thought I was, I was impressed with just how like dedicated you all are and, and what it meant. Cause it's probably easy from the outside to just think like, it's just another sort of hobby, but you know, listening to you, um, the way you explained that you used to sort of shy away from, like, that you didn't really want to be associated with other people in a wheelchair because you were, like, clinging on to that. And I'm going to put that in quotation marks if this isn't, like, normal sort mm-hmm. of life. Like, so you'd rather you'd rather shy away that. You wouldn't want to be seen as, like, part of, like, a wheelchair football club sort of thing. And so that, obviously, there's loads of things that I hadn't even considered before. So it was an eye-opener for me, and, and I thought the sport was great. It was good fun, fast, and... Uh, and um, a few characters involved. Of course, of course there is. <laughs> you know, the, the passion side of it is really important because so many people talk about how passion is kind of going in football a little bit. You know, it's not, especially down south, but for us it's like there's quality and then you add in the stories. All the stories are such, mm-hmm. everybody's been in this mad journey to get there. And what you were saying about, you know, how I felt about it and things like that, for me now it's a case of, right, how can we make this make sure this is here long term because the actual sport itself like you said it was eye-opening right what i'm trying to say to people is that football fans once football fans watch us and see a game in full flow and the way that it's played and the, and how similar it actually is to our, our quote-unquote regular game it would get people would watch it 100 percent people would watch it um and i've been pushing to get the mainstream clubs involved, Celtic mm. Rangers, Motherwell, who have just started. Yeah, I know as well. they've just started one year. So all these clubs to be pushing to get mm. them involved and and see how I mean, in terms of the coverage, do you think we could ever get to a point where we'd have 
Powerstreet Football showcase on something like Sky Sports? Like a game? Yeah, I, honestly, I've, I've no idea. I mean, I suppose... Obviously, you have no say in that. I'm just asking ah, your yeah. opinion on that. Yeah, I mean, it's, I suppose when, once you, you think of that, because we, we've, you know, we'll always try and... And sort of shine a light on areas of the, the the sport that don't you know maybe so we also did we did something um deaf futsal team recently um i think whether it was super scoreboard or, or sky i saw like you know amputee, amputee football so i suppose if everyone's fighting for a limited amount of of your time or whatever you know it's tough but then if you get you guys like this podcast and social media is such a blank canvas you know you can create your own you know your own sort of avenues do you know what i mean and, and drum up your your own interest and i get your feeling that you know you shouldn't have to always do that you'd, you'd like yeah. you'd like to eventually feel like your hard work was 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 done um but i think you know i think the sky's a limit nowadays because of all the advancements in technology and it doesn't need to be on sky sports you know what i mean it can be streamed somewhere and and in fact i, I think was it your your tournament and that you had was that was that streamed anywhere? Yeah, it was streamed on YouTube. I thought that, yeah. And, uh, I thought, I thought it, I remember seeing it. It was a great showcase for the sport. If anyone mm -hmm. wants to watch any of that, it's on. That's just because you scored a hat trick. You're trying to get exactly, people to watch exactly. it. Exactly. Shameless. That was one of the best days of my <laughs> life, man. Because it basically secured our mm -hmm. place at the Euros. Uh, it was one each and we scored a hat trick. And I'll tell everyone that Easy. every day to the that. <laughs> so the sponsor for this episode is Lab Solutions, who are a property maintenance company that's actually run by my brother. And listen, I might be a better looking than him, but he's a great guy. <laughs> and you should go and check out everything he does because he's one of the hard, hardest working people I know and I'm always making sure that anyone that sponsors this podcast has the same intentions as me and is coming from a good place and he definitely is one of the hardest workers I know he will take care of everything you need just in, in all those type of areas and I just want you to make sure that go and check him out make sure that you, anything you contact Michael about he'll be sure to help you and give you the best service that you need and it, like I said is one of the best guys I know. They're one of the best companies to be involved in. So go check them out, Lamp Solutions, and enjoy the rest of the podcast. Why did you make four? <laughs> well, that's that's the question, isn't it? I mean, that, that was like my modern day Jimmy Padden moment. That, oh, um, but it was <laughs> so it's about breaking down the barriers, you know, and and making people more aware. When we talk about because when I'm aware of all these other sports and different, you know, the fact that there's like you say, a limited space for these yeah. and for all these different areas. But there was a time that women's football was in the same bracket as, sure. as us. Mm -hmm. And it was a case of, you know, people couldn't fathom the idea of our actual professional women's football mm -hmm. league. And now it's everywhere, yeah. you know. And I think when I'm talking about this, um, I do want to make one kind of distinction between Powershire football and potentially every other part of sport, which is the fact that we... PowerShell users um, are, I mean, this is this seems a bit crazy to say, but we are kind of the the the, the most um, vulnerable of disability groups in the sense that it doesn't get much worse than a PowerShell, like being in a PowerShell. Mm -hmm. When I say worse, what I'm trying to say is the fact that when we talk about every other area of disability, PowerShell football, wheelchair football is the only sport that a person that uses a PowerShell could ever play mm -hmm. because of lack of mobility or yeah. illnesses. Most of the players that we have have condition called uh, muscular dystrophy duchens, which is a life-threatening mm -hmm. muscle-wasting disease. And so when we, when we talk about this kind of stuff, one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about it right, is the fact that, like, these kind of, this area 
of this sport um, compared to potentially every other area. Those other areas have other options. Mm-hmm. If you're yeah. if you're if you're playing some sort of you know football in some sort of other way that's not mainstream, there's other options for you. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're in a power chair, because think about it, you see you see people in manual chairs, for example, right? They, they, you'll see them do CrossFit and crazy crazy fitness things and yeah. Paralympians and things like mm-hmm. that. Like not everyone in a manual chair is like that, but that is kind of what you would you look at somebody in a manual chair and. They have more capabilities just because they're able to actively use a manual chair. Mm-hmm. But if you're not, if you're in a power chair, it's for a reason. Yeah, you know, it's because you're the most extreme of all yeah. the disabilities. I think extreme's probably the word I was looking for yeah. there. Um, which I think is a point that I've never really been able to. You know, it's always been in the back of my head, but it's something that maybe people don't think about. Mm-hmm. And so, when I when I and also there's a physical difference in appearance. So like, if you see if my point is is that. When we were talking about how I felt in school and stuff like mm-hmm. that, or, or not wanting to associate with anyone in the wheelchair, how different would that have been if I had seen, for example, you know, like exactly you'd have a role model and it, then you exactly. could you wouldn't have felt that way. Like you, ha- you have the idea that like like a, if you have like a, a men's team, a women's team, and a push football team, mm-hmm. and you have a picture of the th- of the three captains that you yeah. know, and they're all you know side by side, and then what that does for our, you know when we talk about kind of. Scotland and and the way that football is sort of football is the is the culture. Yeah, there's nothing more important in our culture than it football in a, lot, way, in, yeah. a lot, in a lot of uh-huh. ways, you know. And it's just such a big deal in this country. And I feel as though it's it has more than it's more than just a sport because it can can actually have a specific impact on the way society looks at people in wheelchairs mm-hmm. and people with any disability. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, I want this for every. This about the sport, but I'm focused on power chair football because not just because I play it, but because time is of the essence, and then also we can break down so many. But because if, if you can break down the barriers for the for the most extreme, most vulnerable mm-hmm. person with a disability, then that makes it easier for every person yeah. because everyone, everyone basically, everyone with a disability is some sort of level above us in terms of their in terms of their physical capabilities. Mm-hmm. So if you can make it easier for the for the bottom of the barrel, if you like, yeah. Then everyone above that benefits. See, I've never thought of it that way, and that's why you're here to educate me. So this is why we need people to listen to us. Exactly. <laughs> like, but I just, I, I, I really felt like uh, that's like you say, it's, it's not even that people. I, I really do believe that people would understand that and get it mm-hmm. and, and join in the fight, but they just don't know about it. Yeah. And you make about the point about how social media and platforms are so open these days, right? You know, you look at mainstream football, a lot of the actual names of players are bigger than the sport itself. Like, yeah. You could argue that likes of Messi and Ronaldo were bigger than their clubs because yeah. they just became such household mm-hmm. names. And that's what we need more of, not just in public football, but every disability yeah. sport. The players and who are, you know, the participants to actually showcase a story and put themselves out there and really try to make some sort of impact in the media and get people wanting to fight for them, you know? Yeah. Which is why it was such a big deal to be on Super School Board and things like that and doing, you know, these different sort of... So I know that was a bit of a tangent. Listen, that's what I'm here um, for. I'm here to learn off you. You're the expert. <laughs> it's just, it's, I, you know, it's the more you do this, the more you... I, I, that's something specifically that's helped, you know, I went in a meeting with Celtic to try and get them to do this. 
and um, and they are keen. But something specifically they mentioned to me was, well, we already do all this for all these different things and all these different sports. Yeah, so. and that's the, and I've probably just fallen in that trap as well. Like, you're not interested in that, do you know what I mean? And I've just, like, broad-brushed everything and I can see why people, that you know, that would frustrate you. And if you're saying that's what clubs have done in response. But again, that's because, I, you know, I've, I've never thought about it. I don't mm. mind admitting that, do you know what I mean? I think that's one of the keys is just to be fine acknowledging yeah. that you don't know everything about everything. People I, don't do that <laughs> enough, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I certainly don't know um, much about um, running. Everyone, but... <laughs> stop it, stop it. We were getting serious. For a minute, <laughs> we were getting serious. Yeah. I thought I'd get too serious. So I thought just I'd lift the mood. Exactly. Um, but no, but that's the thing is, when I'm saying this to you, like, I have no, see how your, your thought process on that, to me that makes sense mm -hmm. because you don't know until you know. Yeah. And, and, and it's as simple as that. It's a case of all these big platforms and all these, you know, this, in this kind of chase for equality and making things yeah. more equal, there's a lot of talk without actually addressing the specific issues. So mm -hmm. like, you can brush everybody with us about the same bracket if you want. If you look into it in more detail, there are things, there are more um, important things to consider. The fact that, you know, a lot of the players that have started playing, the amount of funerals that I've been at since the start of this game is, for somebody that's 26, is just, you wouldn't even believe it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So so you almost end up feeling as if you've got the weight of the world on your shoulders because you go, I need to make sure this sport is still here mm -hmm. for the next person. But not just still here. Oh, on a bigger scale, on the scale that I wished it was when I was in mm -hmm. it. How can I get it on? How can I get, you know... But you still enjoying it? I, like, because I, I wouldn't, like, the thought of it becoming a burden to you to grow the game, it's it's good that you're passionate about it, but yeah. if you let that suck the enjoyment out of it for you and feel that you've got the weight of everyone else, then get to the stage where that's maybe counterproductive, no? Well, that that's a good question, I must say. But my, my turning thing. the tables on you now. <laughs> I want to know if you still enjoy it. I definitely do, Good. and something actually, this is a different um, kind of, it's in the same area, but an interesting story about this is the fact that I played for the same team for the past sort of 10 years since mm -hmm. the start of it all. We played, I played for one team and one yeah. team only, and then I don't know if you heard of FC United. Yeah, who are, yeah, I think I was part of that campaign, is that the mental health yes. charity thing, they had uh, the, the shirts, didn't they? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. A suicide prevention mm -hmm. campaign. And uh, I'm, I believe really strongly in that and uh, as somebody that struggled with suicidal thoughts yeah. in his life and things like that. So what happened with me essentially was I, it comes back to that talking about something and then actually taking action on it. Mm -hmm. We had, when I'm talking about growing the sport and wanting to help people, the actual impact it has on people's life is so huge. And I remember we had, my team had won the, we've got we get like a kind of old firm dynamic. Feel like right. there's two top teams, mm -hmm. and then there's like everybody else. I feel like, um, and I was in one of the two top teams that was competing for everything. And a couple of years ago, so I can't, it may not even been a couple of years ago, but I won. We won the Scottish Cup, and I remember looking round, and it was great to win the Scottish Cup, of course. But I'm looking around, and I'm kind of seeing all the sad faces, a lot of people, people that are just like, how do we even compete with? You know, like it just sort of became people were getting disengaged with it because mm -hmm. they just didn't feel that encouraged by believing that they could have success. But that isn't just, see, in terms of our league, when you look at the mainstream league, that's one thing for, you know, because if you're Aberdeen or Hearts or finishing third, fourth, mm -hmm. you, you, you know, you're, you're a professional and you've got, you've got your life and your mm -hmm. physical capabilities. 
But when you're in a power wheelchair, uh, and there's something that gives you hope and something that gives you joy, and you're starting to lose that, and you start to see people lose that, and that affects their life then because the one thing that they're getting joy from is not there anymore. Mm -hmm. So that you know, so I was seeing all this, and I decided that I wanted to take players that were going to there was like a, a number of players that were going to leave the sport that maybe weren't at the level that they wanted to be at or hadn't been given opportunities. And I had got to the point where I thought, I'm pretty good at coaching this. Like I'd, we did a wee Easter camp and mm -hmm. I was teaching some things and people actually listened to what I said, which was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Would you believe that? And um, so I decided to, to take those players and start. You um, started a new team, didn't you? A new team yeah. under the FC United yeah. bracket. We were um, their, that organisation's tops three games. That's our strips. Brilliant. It says talk on the back. Yeah, so I've got one in the drawer still. I was tidying my clothes yesterday and I saw I it. I should have got you away. I should have. I should have got you away. I should have signed that. it for me. <laughs> so what you're trying to tell me is this is kind of like the mainstream equivalent for anybody that's listening. If right now Ange Postacoglu decides that it's a bit easy, so he's going to leave, take over at Motherwell and keep them up. <laughs> is that kind of what you mean? Well, kind of, kind of, except my ambition is not to keep them up. My ambition is to win. There you are. So similar. Though. So it's, it's, and well, the thing that's crazy about it is that it's such a strong cause in, in terms yeah, of exactly, the, yeah. the suicide prevention and it and it raises the awareness of the game well. Also, a lot of these players have struggled with suicidal thoughts in their life and they're playing under this bracket and they're loving mm -hmm. it. And and we have a game coming up on the 26th of February where we play the top two teams. And I tell you what, man, I am fired up. I'm training every single day. I'm training every single day. Honestly, like you're gonna get sent off within two minutes. <laughs> you're gonna be too ramped up. I will actually cry. I'll cry when I do that. But I tell you what, it's like because people have questioned me. Even people within the sport question me about it. They go because I had one player of the years and stuff, and and I was seen as a kind of key part of that team, and and then I, it was a very kind of cozy spot to be in politically, I guess, because every sport has politics, believe it or not, right? So then to leave that and then make a whole new team with players that people weren't even taking on. Mm -hmm. And then we were playing in the premiership. I put, we didn't even start the championship. I was like, mm -hmm. I want us to go right into the top league. And so I kind of, we, we managed to do that. And um, we've, we've done really well so far. But what's crazy about that is that for me, when you're talking about, are you worried that this is, you know, it's just making it less enjoyable for you. That side of it makes it more enjoyable for mm -hmm. me. Because... It's it's recognizing what the actual meaning of it all was for me, which was giving people that hope rather than just winning all the time. Exactly. Yeah. You know, because when I first started doing it, the reason why I fell in love with it because it was because I felt like when I came into it, I was such a lost, hopeless boy, and it gave me this it gave me this sort of dream that I didn't know I could have. So then you can make that into reality for other people. Yeah. And see, just watching their growth. And the confidence and self-belief and how happy they look mm -hmm. every week. But also, they're getting better. And I'm watching the training and I'm going, we really, we really might be onto something here. <laughs> this could be something really cool. And, um, you know, one of them actually came up to me that day. And, like, you get stories from, like, one of their parents came up to me and was like, I've never seen him, you know, listen this intently and take mm -hmm. on it's like making a difference and it's just like he's he's, he's, he's different everywhere he's, his whole life is different yeah. and you hear that and you go that like is worth more than any trophy totally yeah you could win anywhere um so it, that to me is now the bigger purpose is how can i give more people that hope that, mm -hmm. that they need to enjoy it and then and then in itself makes it more sustainable because it's another team it's more players playing the game you know it, 
it gives attention to the sport by having an organisation like FCA yeah. get involved in it. And one of the things that Celtic said to me was, kind of, they kind of said that unofficially, but there there were sort of hints to it of like, go out and show us that you could make a team and run it and do it. Oh, you didn't like that, did you? So, you thought I'll show I, them. I was like, you took that personally. I did take that personally. The, I did take that goes. personally. Um, so I, you know, my. I have big goals for this and it does not take there is a lot of pressure with it but there's certain pressures where you just go this mm, is what i was enjoying made, it yeah this is what i was made to do this is why i'm here you know this is what the whole point is because some people get, get dealt with this card and they kind of deal with it mm-hmm. and they kind of you know they kind of prosper and you don't hear from people like that but i found myself being going from the wee boys out of park wishing they could play for Celtic somehow and then you go you because you're all of a sudden 20 years later you're in a meeting at Celtic mm-hmm. Park talking to Celtic about doing this and you guys I'm the I'm that guy that I wanted to mm-hmm. uh, to exist and I can and there's a boy going to Celtic Park now that's thinking the same thing I was thinking yeah 20 years ago so how can I then change that for the next mm-hmm. person so yeah that was just those were, those were just things that I wanted to to mention I'm, and uh, I'm here for it I hope you're hyped for it I hope I'm you're ready. hyped for it um, but yeah, one day we'll see a Celtic Rangers game and I will get sent off in that game. <laughs> and do you know what? I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I'm I'll okay be, with I'll it. Be there. I'll be there reporting on it for sure. There's, there's a lot. Of, I'm telling you, you know, people, there's that other side to it as well where they think we're just turning up and having a laugh and all that. Like, this is no, serious. No, I've seen stuff. it. It's serious business. It's I've stuff. seen you in action. And even just in a professional point of view, like, I would, I would challenge any professional footballer, right, to say to me, that they put more work in than I do hmm. in terms of what I do in my day-to-day routine working out eating well just everything that you could possibly do to maximize your performance as yeah. an athlete so then when people look at you know this fight sport and think that's not a thing that happens it is I've been doing it for years this is what I'm here for and I think that once we get seen more for that in that kind of way you start seeing um more broadcasts and more things that yeah. have, wanting to showcase these events you will see a Celtic major game on Sky Sports one day <laughs> mark my words Gordon <laughs> mark my words you might need to go and start both teams and play a half for both could, oh, you, could you bring I yourself know, to do that I don't know about that don't. listen I can tell you this right now there's plenty of uh, publisher football, footballers out there that would love to play for the Rangers I mean Rangers sorry so you would <laughs> you could strike up a new rivalry well look it's going to be a rivalry and there's plenty of heat in the games already so a Celtic Rangers game would be pretty... Get to look forward to it. I mean, if, if our legs were bad before... Stop it. <laughs> <that now. laughs> um, but you had mentioned before we started recording that we should get the Clydes of our scoreboard team in chairs here and give so. us a go. I think that would be very entertaining. Very entertaining. I think so. I think we will with listen if you're up for it. As long as it's not disrespectful of us to give it a bash. Not at all. I think it, it, it would showcase... How difficult, how difficult it is. is. Oh, and there's no doubt. Who would you, so what, is it four aside? Yeah. Me, Wilson, DL, Keevans, what do you oh, think? Yes, <laughs> Keevans at a chair. Oh, Keevans would be... Bear in mind, he doesn't go... He, he's not good at any speed, remember? He can't drive. He doesn't do He doesn't do anything. He walks and doesn't do it above... He, he doesn't... He, he can't handle speed in any regard. So I think he would need to get the... We need to get his limit. <laughs> down because what is it 10 yeah, kilometers or whatever you we, said we'd, we'd, you, we bring his, his, we'd bring his up down and we'd have yours at full speed that's right, really, okay. right. I'm you need that. to be the carrier you know, you're, you're in the premier life here Gordon you <laughs> need to be the one that's, that. that's, that's doing it I mean the thing with you as well is that he, 
we'd probably need to give him after we're 15 and a half or something <laughs> we'd probably need to give him the, the Paul Gascoigne treatment at that at, um, <laughs> you know how that game that they had what was that a charity match where they just like kind of oh, I thought you meant the celebration in no, 96 no. where they tipped him back and poured all the that would be funnier what yeah. I meant is when he is when they gave him a, you know how that charity game they had and let him score they just kind of let him score right, yeah. but they let him score that's good they kind of drizzles over yeah, the line yeah, yeah. I can imagine that I can imagine those scenes <laughs> um, but no that would be some laugh man we should definitely do that definitely do <laughs> let's that. do it but uh, I didn't expect that to be as much of a thing as it turned out to be, but um, it's just something that I felt that, you know, believe it or not, you're a big deal, Gordon. No, big I deal. don't know, but I'm leaving a big deal in my own house. <laughs> well, speaking of your own house, just to go back to you, because I feel like I've spoken far too much for somebody that's got it's a guest good. on here. You were talking about, you know, the family life, right? Yeah. We won't go too much into it, but what I, what I wanted to ask is becoming a dad, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's kind of something that I know that I'd like to be at some point in my life. Yeah. Um, how much is that? Do you think that's like changed you as a person? Not to be too deep a question, but I was kind of curious as to how it's affected you. Yeah, because I'm not very, I'm not very patient at all, and it's just like the ultimate, ultimate test of patience. It's like, do you know what I mean? It, it couldn't be more out of my comfort zone. I'm so impatient. Like my wife would always say it, my mum would always say it. Like so impatient, and I maybe still am, but then I've now been able to find a big, massive, the biggest part of my life, which requires unbelievable patience do you know what I mean when she's been awake for two hours or whatever and just like not going to sleep like that's the ultimate test um so it's definitely made me more patient um I've always been quite I was kind of I think some maybe some guys just to be a bit general maybe hits them a bit more because they, they never some guys are like really not in touch with their feelings or like really not didn't think they could find that level of affection. I probably always knew that I, that I would and that I could, um, but nothing like completely prepares you for it. And then I think it's even there's like an extra level of it. Like you just, yeah, that nothing prepares you for and you're just so like committed to this wee cause. It's, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. It's the best thing by a mile. And I always kind of knew I would take it that way. So I, like I say, maybe it's not, to, maybe to some people it's a shock and that makes it even more dramatic but um i think the depth of it still shocked me just how like and i get to spend all my time with her which is great you know I, like i say it's just circumstantial a lot of dads go nine to five at work or whatever come in and get to see her all day it's just her and i just and she's at a stage where she can talk a lot don't know where she gets that from and uh <laughs> even though she's only two and her and i just talk try and have conversations all day long and then i go and babysit gordon deal and mark wilson at night <laughs> It's great. That sounds amazing. It's good to hear you're clearly embracing mm. the dad bod amazing. situation. I know. <laughs> tell me about it. Gave up my literally like as soon as she was born was like that's like the precise moment that I stopped going to the gym. Like like on the day off, very much. <laughs> well, see after we do this this uh, friendly game of the between the four of you and mm -hmm. the four of us, we need to we need to um get you we need to do a workout together. Gordon. I'll, I'll take you through. Your, I'll take you through your paces. I, listen, I, can, I I I would be embarrassed probably. I used to be able to hold my own. Well, just don't ask me to go on a treadmill and be fine, mate. Right? <laughs> right, I can do it with nurse. Right, that, that's just the one thing, you know. I'm still kind of trying to get there. <laughs> but no, it's like that, you hear that about so many guys that, that but if, I mean, if they're not necessarily, they don't necessarily feel ready for it, it kind of it kind of changes them as a person. Mm -hmm. I've seen it and it kind of shows you who you are. But you, one of the things I thought was really interesting about what you said there is like being sort of emotionally aware about, you know, your own feelings and yeah. how you are as a person. Mm -hmm. 
And I think a lot of guys kind of struggle with that these days. Yeah, it's probably. Like, it's, like, it's that West of Scotland male thing, like I said earlier. Um, it's probably why, and I'm, like, I'm not an expert at all, but it's probably why so many young males struggle with, you know, with, with like proper mental health and, and whatever else, um, and proper mental health issues, I should say. And I know we spoke about the things mother will do off the pitch to try and combat that because it's been a real like difficult situation in that area. So like, I'm very lucky. Like I've never, I've never even remotely considered that that I had any sort of issues going on um but I, it's still not always that easy to admit how you're feeling about things but having a kid will like shock anyone like for sure you know what I mean um I think that, like you say some people aren't ready so then it comes and it hits them and then it like changes them but I was like I felt super ready like desperate almost um which brought its own challenges um so but then it arrives and it's still like about above and beyond anything that you could ever uh, ever sort of imagined, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a really cool perspective on that one. Except yeah. I'm now the stage where if I have road rage and I'm shouting sweary words, she shouts them back. So it's got oh. its like, you know what I mean? It's got its pitfalls but as well. You don't want a, you don't want a copy in here. No, nah, exactly. So nah, it's good. It's all good. Um, and it, yeah, but probably, I don't know, because I'm not like, I can be, I can open up and I can be kind of deep. Like, if I want to be, I, I, I don't, because, because I'm, I'm don't have any like reason i don't need to open those boxes all the time but it probably does you know on those nights where it like say people are talking nonsense on twitter say you you do feel like work's getting on top or you're worried about whatever just whatever it's like the ultimate like take your mind off it do you know what i mean or or it gives you more perspective i should say because you're just like oh, that's that's a bit more important than somebody thinking that you're not really a motherwell fan do you know what i mean <laughs> Like tough decision here. I've got a crying oh, baby, oh. or I'm going to sit on Twitter and argue and try and convince people that I actually do support a certain team. Like, there's only one winner. I love that. That's that's so wholesome. <laughs> that. And I'm like, most want to give you a hug after that. I'm going to try and remember that at three o'clock tonight when she's crying, shouting at me. I'm going to remember just how much rubbish I was talking about, how patient I am, and how it means the world to me. <laughs> but it's just things that give you that different perspective can only help you as a person grow. And, ah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Know. Cause like that, so I was like I said that I loved it, but that was like it. It was a, it was that routine was it was super scoreboard every night. It was the gym every day. There was nothing like that. It was just smooth. You need things to take you out of your comfort zone all the time. Eh? So like the fatherhood's a massive one of that. Then professionally, if you're mentioning you now do some stuff, it's guys so juggling that. You just got to try and try and push yourself a little bit i guess oh, that's not that's the wrong phrase i say like i'm pushing myself because my wife had a baby that's that's not really what i mean but you know what i'm saying like change is good change can be good there's just all those things to to sort of move on and and uh put a different perspective on things all good fun yeah, you're challenging different areas of yourself and like nappy changing and like drawing like, i'm so bad at drawing right like i cannot explain to you how bad i am at putting pen to paper and trying to get what's in my head going to that and she's two years old like so we're not exactly and she'd be like, draw a tree or whatever. I, yeah. I, I can't, I can't <laughs> do it. So like, I'm learning that I'm, it's taking me back. It's reminding me of my limitations as there well. You go. <laughs> I mean, that's what that's what the two of us are best. We're never standing still. We're always Stop this because now always. you see, I'm moaning, I'm moaning about not being able to draw a tree and then you're saying something that's <laughs> infinitely more profound and important than that and making me feel bad about moaning that I can't draw a tree. But you know, it's interesting because that's kind of at the point of this podcast is, all about Belly, right? that name came to fruition when I thought about the fact that what is it I really dislike about the whole idea of the whole the whole concept of how people see disability. It's not disability itself, it's more how people see it. Yeah. Right? It's like, there's so many things, there's things that you, 
we're talking about things that how we've managed things and and I, and I relate to a lot of what you said and you've related to a lot of what mm -hmm. I said. Although people may, you know, on the face of it, they think, oh, Keynes has such a, a much harder life yeah. than, than Gordon, but that's just not true. And there's, we all have different experiences. We all feel the same things though. Yeah. And that's kind of what the point is, is that you, you just said that it was something that you struggled doing. Yeah, it's not the same as not no. being able to walk, right? But the point is, is that we all have things that we can and can't do. And so are we, are we going to constantly be little people and or, or see people mm. with less because of things that they are not capable of? No, see, I'm so torn yeah. because you're absolutely right. But I just feel so bad that this started because I can't trust <laughs> you. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think, you're, I think you're right, but it's not the best example. But I know what you're saying. And that's why you're not, uh, you're, you're opening my eyes a lot because like, I can't even begin to pretend I know how you feel about things. So I like to hear your perspective on it. Because well, I wouldn't say to you, oh, we've all got our own problems, Kearney, I can't draw a tree. Do you know oh, what I mean? Do you know, it's like, see when I see people that are, I've seen people that are fully able, like, you know, and they'll, and they'll treat things like, uh, the only disability in life is a bad attitude. I, I mean, and, stuff like that's nonsense. And you're like that, well, see the thing is, see, no matter no matter how much I smile at a set of stairs, they're not going to turn into a <laughs> rat. Do you know what I mean? It's like, what is that all about? You know, I heard that yeah, quote recently and I just kind of stopped saying it. it. If I smile at a set of stairs, it won't become a ramp. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, what, my, my positive feeling, my positive it's attitude not enough. didn't just change that into uh -huh. the thing I need. And it almost like, those kind of those kind of statements, I feel like, kind of take away from the actual issue, which is access. My disability is created by lack of access. If there was more ramps... You'd be able to do everything. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, within reason. I, I use, like, the perfect example that I use is Elf. You ever watched the movie Elf, mm -hmm. right? Will Ferrell's in the North Pole. Mm -hmm. Nothing works for him. He can't fit anywhere. <laughs> He's a perfectly, by our definition, he's a perfectly able human being. But, but but the elves don't have a place for him because that world, it's not that he's disabled, it's that world's not disabled. The right for him. Yeah. The you are Will Ferrell. <laughs> Is that what you're trying to say? Is that the bottom line here? I am Will Ferrell. I mean, I'm, I'm not quite as, as, as funny as Will Ferrell. No, but I, I think that's a really good way of looking at it. I've never thought about that. I mean, there you go. Yeah. Giving you all sorts of different No, I'm going to get distracted on Super Scoreboard tonight, worrying about. There you go. You better mention me. Hello. I was on this fantastic podcast earlier. <laughs> um, but there's a couple of things. I've got a couple of uh, quick fire questions go for, for you, right? But first of all, I wanted to mention this. This oh, is yes. the ball. That I recognise that. Right? Have now, I actually signed it? Yes, you have. You have actually signed it. Because I sometimes. For sure you Yeah, I have actually. How bad's that signature? That's somebody who can't draw a tree. Yeah. Now, what You're right. what is crazy about going on Super School Board for the first time? I went on Super School Board for the first time. Was it last January? Right, I believe. Um, and what was crazy about that is I was in hospital like like a week before that. Right, but when I came on, I actually there's one thing that always stands out from that conversation is <laughs> Alex Ray referring to me as the Terminator. <laughs> It was like that guy. So that guy sounds like the Terminator. Terminator is amazing, and I thought. I just remember I was talking to my dad, and I was like, ah, "Do you know what? There's one thing that I never thought was ever going to happen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> it would be Alex referring to me as the Terminator." But and then, so what was the story? So the, after that, we did beat the pundit, and the guy who won the ball said to give it to you instead, didn't he? Yeah, I got a message I like from, from your producer, Callum Bell, who's a great guy, and he and he was saying that we, they were going to. Processing, I couldn't believe it because obviously it was it was uh, so taken aback by my amazing words and absolutely like quite right. He was like, I, can't, I need to send this guy. Halliday did say he needs to stop signing super scoreboard balls with Halliday sixteen. He actually, made, I think it was like last night. I heard him say that. This is obviously from a while ago, so he's still done it. 
actually, ha- your man Halliday got called out recently on this podcast. Oh. I had a guest on, uh, his name is James Tolan, right? He plays FIFA with his feet. Right. And he streams on Twitch. And he's like... Halliday's big into that stuff, is he not? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, right? He's a... He's a like, this guy doesn't just play FIFA with his feet. He plays the best FIFA players in the world. Recently, Seriously? And he wins, right? Oh, my goodness. And he sat in front of me at the end of the podcast. And he said, oh, I've heard you've been on Super Scoreboard and I've heard you talk to Cyberi and I want to play Andy Halliday at FIFA. So you can try to make it happen. Just as you, just as you mentioned that, <laughs> you know, I thought, Andy, like I'm just saying, this guy. I mean, because that's the thing, right? Is one of the things he said, and I thought was really cool, was that there's plenty of people that kind of play for their feet. It doesn't make them disabled. And I thought that's pretty cool because <laughs> he, he actually, this guy is legit. He's legitly amazing and and uh, deserves as much as much coverage as he can get. So I just started mention that. But I wanted to bring up this ball because. It was such a cool thing that you actually had me on, and see that when you when you had me on that particularly the first time, it, it really it got so many people that hadn't played it before. Yeah, involved in the sport. There's people that I've met because of that appearance that, mm-hmm. are, that are now fully in the league and fully playing, and it just shows you wow. how how much it can reach people and change his life, and and just getting getting that one back coverage mm-hmm. has such a Big effect yeah. yeah, I didn't realise that. But yeah. then at the same time, bearing in mind you did us a favour as well. It's not like we're doing you well, some favour, do you know what I mean? That's <laughs> yeah, so the I'd, I'd look at it. You probably opened our eyes to things, so that's good. That's, no, why, I, that's why we're there. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And, and um, I'll come on here. It just means it's six. That's what it just means like six months of arguing about who referees are secretly against is worth it for every every <laughs> five minute conversation we get to open people's eyes to another. <laughs> Aspect of the game. Listen, if there's any refuse out there that want to be a pouch of football referee, get them in. Get them in because we need some more. But don't get don't get me wrong. You'd think there would be less abuse, but there's not. There's hundreds of abuse, <laughs> and it's mostly for me. So I do apologise exactly. in advance. You need to start behaving. You know, I kind of help it, but it's like, how did you not see that two v one now, man? Um, <laughs> anyway, right. So I just wanted to take take a moment and say thank you for that because it was a, it was a an no good. Time. I'm glad you enjoyed it, but um, I can say thank you. Bye. So quick fire questions. Go for right? it. In terms of, in terms of Chris Super Scoreboard, and I'm talking about how mm. you're a very composed person with these mm. calls and like that. Have you ever had a situation where you just somebody says something and you've just kind of you've completely broke down and you've you've like you've had to like try and regain that composure, but you're just laughing or yeah, loads of some times. ridiculous situation. So can you swear on this podcast? Yeah, yeah. Sure. So last time, this might be a this might. This might be one I've never told before, right? Oh. What are the chances? Because I think it only happened since the last podcast I was wow. on. So last, a couple of weeks ago, Aberdeen obviously uh, lost to Hearts, lost to Darville. So this was actually before they lost to Hibs 6-0. It was in between Darville and Hibs. And uh Aberdeen fan came on and I just said, uh, Charles, how does it feel to be an Aberdeen fan tonight? And he went, fucking embarrassing. <laughs> So we've like pressed the button to like dump the call, but then it's Mark Wilson, Gordon Dale, and they're the worst for it, and we're just in tears, like having to. And then you're live, you're back to being live because you've cut off the the eight second delay for the swearing, and the tears are running down my face. Just the way he said it, the delivery was amazing, and I've, it's the first time I've ever had to dump a call for the first word they said being a swear word. Usually they'll like work up to it. They just went fucking embarrassing, <laughs> and then he went, oh sorry for swearing. But at that point, it was too late. And I, Oh, I love that. I mean, I, I genuinely couldn't handle it. I would just be. I was killing myself. It was great. 
But it's, it sounds like such a dream job and it would just laugh your powers. Yeah, yeah some, just, some of it's like that, yeah, yeah. Not all, <laughs> but some of it is. Yeah. Assuming you get along with them all? I mean, is there <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I do, honestly, that's the thing. It, I've often like, wondered almost what it would be like because, um, and this is not very quick fire, is it? But back to what we said about like just trying to be yourself, it, maybe maybe some people feel that it would be good to have like an edge and like really argue with people and like really like bang heads and stuff like that. But at my own personal feeling is that it's good that we can all kind of bounce off and of course they disagree and if i'll always pick you up and things he says and we have little arguments and stuff but um i love the dynamic and i think it's good no is it you can tell that you can tell i think that's why you're saying about how many people listen to the show mm. and all that one of the reasons is you all seem so genuine um, I mean, there's plenty of nonsense as mm. well, but <laughs> like, the fact that you, the fact that you, you all seem to have a good bond with each yeah. other and get along, which is a, a lot of the reasons why these shows don't do so well is that mm. that lack of you know yeah. being yourself, like you say. And I think so. they all embrace it. You know, if you look at guys that have like come on board, not guys that have been there forever, whether Andy Halliday, Marvin Bartley, even like Cammy Bell, more recently, like whoever it is, they all. They all get on board with it. They'll have it. They'll have the fun that we have. You know, they will take the mickey out of each other. They will have fun with the quiz. They will have fun with the callers. Like that's so important. See, you could offer me a massive, massive name, a huge footballer with an unbelievable career and a great reputation as a pundit. See if they couldn't have a laugh at themselves. I don't. I honestly don't think it would work. So that's why I think the punditry game, or or sorry, that specific show. I, you know, people might say like, oh. Imagine Gordon Gale trying to tell Stephen Gerrard what to do or whatever, but it's just not the point. It's just not the point. This is not what this is not what they're there for. Do you know what I mean? We've not put this team of pundits together because we're trying to say these are experts, and it, it, it's just about that kind of blend and just basically having people that you want to share your drive with or share your dinner time with or share your workout. You know, that's kind of the the feeling I get from it. No, it's it's a hundred percent true. Like even just with anything like that, like. Anyone in life, if you can't laugh at yourself, you yeah. can't you take yourself a bit too seriously. Nobody really enjoys being around that, nah. and because it, it generally comes from some sort of insecurity. The, the, the people that I met that are really like bulletproof and and don't make a joke about anything, they tend to be the ones that have got the the, the darkest, oh, deepest sure. demons. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine that. So you know, it's it definitely you can see why that's what works and. It's always about who actually fits your dynamic well and yeah. just getting the big name in. Definitely. Um, which is why it's, it's it's like great to have people on that can talk like that and and, and make it easy for mm -hmm. you. Sometimes you get people you do these podcasts and that and you're like, with that I, I got that person on because I thought like, you know, the big name and I'm yeah. looking forward to talking to them and then and then you just get crickets and you're like, Well, well yeah, this is tough. a difficult situation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> difficult situation to get out of here. <laughs> um but see as you're and I know this isn't really a quick fire question, right? But you can you can tell me as much or as little as you want to, right? But see, in terms of your your just your career progression has mm -hmm. kind of went on an upward scale mm. this whole time. And so you you mentioned kind of briefly like punditry there, just in terms of that when we look at that on a broader scale, like where do you sort of have you got any mm. sort of ambitions in terms of what you want to do next, like, yeah. or do you see yourself doing what you're doing? For the foreseeable, it's tough, and I, I must. I try. I, I kind of try not to go there, like, uh, because I'm, some people are like so super, super ambitious and got these like plans, and I just I just try. I, just, I don't think that suits me. Do you know what I mean? Nah, I just it's not my. It's not really in my makeup, because I love Super Scoreboard so much. Like I genuinely love it. 
can I see myself doing it forever? I mean, probably not, because who can see themselves doing anything forever? And I started really young. So, um, and I'm enjoying doing TV. So would I like to explore more TV? Probably, but not like, not to the point where I'm like, like, like I say, like aggressive about it. Do you know what I mean? Because I just, just prefer to be much more relaxed in the sense that, you know, I could, what if that, fall, I'm always like, well, what if that falls into place? I go chasing that and that's perfect. But then that's come at the cost of not spending as much time with my daughter or, you know, just whatever. So I just like to try and be a, I like to try and find balance in everything I do. So like, yeah, okay, I want to, I'm, I'm ambitious kind of, and I want to keep progressing. I want to do more things. Um, but in like my, at my own sort of pace and just, you know, it's, it's not a normal job. I always say that, you know, my wife was a, is a lawyer. She works in a law firm, a big law firm in town. She probably knows that she'll, if she wants to, she could probably do that forever and, it's probably sort of there already. She kind of obviously knows that she can stay there if she wants, or she might be able to do that step and that step and that step on that ladder. I just don't know remotely what that looks like. So it scares maybe, maybe it's because it scares me a wee bit. I don't know, but I just so I'd rather just think, just take it, well, take it as it comes. Do you know what? This might surprise you, but I love that answer for a lot of different reasons. The main one being that I used to be one of those guys that would write doing the long term goals, mm-hmm. but kind of year from now, I want to yeah. be, I want to look like the rock a year from now. You know what I mean? <laughs> Without the calves, um, <laughs> but like you know, just things like that, and and it never really worked for me. And it, you realize the the more you go on mm-hmm. that actually being ambitious is one thing, but being ambitious to the point where you're not focused on what you're doing today, yeah, is kills all your ambition. I know, it's, it's, it's a minefield for people as well. I think because there's so much out there. You know, there is that. There's so many influencers or bloggers or lifestyle coaches or motivational speakers or whatever that will tell you to do that and goal set and whatever so who am I to say that that's not right do you know what I mean but I know that it's not right for me so it's probably just an acknowledgement that without being too blasé about it but trying to kind of find your your sort of own path like I say I'm about balancing everything everything because like what's the what's the point right now right now if I sit there and be like oh I'm going to be presenting Sky Sports live football coverage and I won't stop until I get there. Like, I don't know. I just don't, I just don't feel like, I don't know that, that just isn't, that's not how I see happiness because what if, so then, yeah, maybe I do get there but that, that, I could easily be unhappy there. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. Yeah, we, we see on the team like people that have big goals like, and they get it like perfect examples Tyson Fury in terms of a sports How thing. many rich, unhappy people are there? Exactly. Loads, do you know what I mean? It's, it's that simple. It is, is that simple. 100%. Really for me. And probably, Oh, you've got me really deep now. I wish I hadn't bothered. Like I, I'm a bit, see, I don't really believe. I, I don't believe in thinking too far ahead at all. And I'm about to talk to you about being on your deathbed. I, I don't think, I don't think you'll look back on like what goals you achieved. I, I don't. That's and that's personally me. People may be listening. That you talk rubbish. I couldn't disagree. Once is fine. I mean, I don't, I'm not offended by that. I probably just think you just, you, you know, kind of what made me happy. Do you know what I mean? A bit, bit more. Bit more cliche, bursty cared pish, as they say on it, and still game. I'm a bit like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's that's what drives me is probably the relationships I've got with people rather than like being hell bent on achieving this goal or that goal. So, sorry if that's no, no, boring. When you said uh, you've got me, you've got me going deep here. Mm-hmm. That seems to be a, something that every guest says to me. Eventually, they get to a point where they go, oh, I didn't realize they were going to talk about this, and they were talking about. So it seems to be um, something that people have brought up to me recently that I tend to manage to wiggle, wiggle my way down to the deep side of people, which is <laughs> which is kind of you know I, I like that because I think that's where you get connection with people and 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 there's a lot of podcasts out there where they're just kind of touching the first layer of things 
and I'm always curious as to what really makes somebody tick. Yeah. So, so I think that perspective is really healthy, especially in a day and age where everybody's all this motivational stuff about you want to, you know, there's never enough. You know, you you it's you against you every day, and yeah. you need to, you need to be better every day, mm -hmm. and 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 I just believe that having been that guy that was really like into all that mm -hmm. stuff, I'm I'm much happier now for for being for being. For thinking about what I'm doing today and yeah. not thinking about right now, my only thought is enjoying this conversation yeah. with you. It's not about what I'm going to have for dinner tonight mm -hmm. or what or what tomorrow is going to be like. Yeah. It's just about this. The thing is, it probably so, works for some people, which is good. You know, it's fine, fair, fair play. Like, I just, I just don't fancy constantly feel like I'm chasing something all the time. But some people might, and that's good. Well, you know, I mean, like you say, different perspectives, but I do, I did enjoy yeah. that answer. Um, we'll, we'll try and that was the worst quick fire round. <laughs> You're gonna need to take that out of your podcast. I know. I, well, no, I, I, I enjoyed that. I mean, it was it was it wasn't wasn't too quick fire enough. I probably probably used the wrong word there. Right I now. think you did. Um, okay, so I'll, I'll I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot with something here. Right, right? go for it. And we can we'll make we'll, we can make this like kind of uh, wrapping up question, but I don't know. I don't know if you're going to be able to answer this, but I was just curious because you're here, you're about football name, mm -hmm. and I, we still have him and not ask this question, but current Premiership season, mm -hmm. right? Everything that's going on. Yeah. Um, if I was to ask you how you think things are going to turn out this season, yeah. what would you answer to you've got, so you've got me an easy time because this is not that controversial, is it? I can say that Celtic with a nine-point gap, I would fancy them to go and win the league, and that's not controversial. <laughs> if you ask me that when they're level, I'm getting battered on Twitter when this goes out. <laughs> But um, I think, like, I, I can I can see. I don't get the scope to do it on Super Scoreboard very often. I think Celtic are really enjoyable to watch, not so much when it's against Motherwell. I think clearly that the arithmetic tells you they should go on and win the league. Um, but I actually got, I don't get to go out to many games anymore. I went to Ibrox for Sky and Rangers look much better as well now under Michael Beale for sure. I think like Malik Tillman is enjoyable to watch for sure. Um, but Celtic will probably win the league. More than probably, and they've got enough certainly to win. Cup football's just a bit mad, though, isn't it? The cup final. But here's the thing, right? Who's favourites right now? Celtic. Again, I don't think that's yeah. controversial, but they were favourites to beat Rangers in the semi final last year. Definitely. So I don't know. True. And people think you're like deliberately sitting on the fence, but that to me seems just quite logical. Do you know what is, I mean? is that is a hard? It's a hard choice. I mean. That so that that maybe and Motherwell that, will stay up. Yeah. See, I mean, I know you want Motherwell to stay up, <laughs> but whether or not that's actually true, I think no. I probably think that uh, I'd like Motherwell to stay up. And it looks to me when I watch the teams that I think probably Kamarik will be in trouble. Motherwell are struggling. There's no and, doubt. And Motherwell just seem to like. Everything. Uh, <laughs> I keep yeah, thinking Dundee yeah. United have got players I've got better players but then they're obviously down there for a reason so that doesn't always yeah. work but you know just on a if you asked me would I take Stephen Fletcher, Dylan Levitt, Jamie McGrath etc Motherwell I definitely would but like I say we're now it's not early in the season they're there for a reason you know so maybe mm. producer Callum's a Dundee United <laughs> fan so it'll be an interesting last day if it's a shootout between oh, us wow. two to go down. That would be box office man the two of you mm. nah. I, I really hope it doesn't come down to that because no, that would be me too. I mean you're right though they do have a lot of quality you do kind of fancy I mean, you would fancy that but then like you say they've just not picked up the results mm -hmm. and Motherwell have been in the division a long time you know so mm -hmm. 
He's mm. one of the better pitches. I'd rather... Oh, I mean, one of the better. Super. <laughs> what a plain surface. I mean, Celtic's pitches are state right now, man. I, know, it's that. Mm. I don't know what's going on with that. But, uh, yeah, I, I, after all that deep chat, I thought I'd, th I'd throw an easy question at you there. Why not? Um, but listen, I have no idea. How long have we been for, Paul? 120. It's that long. Well, there you go. No, just because I, I normally we get to the other mark and you kind of... But, um, listen, I'm really grateful for you making the time. And I hope you've enjoyed this conversation. Loved it. I'm good. Anytime. And it's uh, you know, it's been a long time coming, but I'm I'm just really happy to talk to you and and um, you come across like a really really lovely guy. Thank you either. very much. Likewise, so, you and I have good pals after this, <laughs> aren't we? I can I'll need to give you a wheelie. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, that poetry football game, I'm going to hold you to that. Jeez, oh, I should have to delete that, but cut that bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but thank you so much, man. Pleasure. I'm sure we'll speak again soon. Anytime.